Blog Talk Radio. The New African Broadcast speaks to the free-thinking movement that we see emerging in the minds of today's black youth of America. African youths must be re-educated to the scientific reasoning found in natural law if this movement is to reach its full potential. Inshallah, the African American will break free of non-scientific and tribal thinking paradigms that fail to counter immoral behavior as well as limit solid economic progress in African American communities. Assalamu alaikum. Take the chains off me In this modern day slave offering I'm just trying to be free I love life, I'm just trying to be me And I don't really care what society says Cause if I left it up to them, I'd probably be dead But no, I feel the blood pumping through my veins Like, the people need to stop and get some things right Let's get back to the family I don't like the news, but the news talk tragedy and politics Red and blue, two sides with the gang of you Make a vote for it, make a song that can maybe grab a quote from it Don't let the revolution leaders never run from it my mind to see what comes from it Find King standing in the heat like the bus coming And I don't need luck I've been blessed from the most time Trying to go more time Cause the people say they want it But the people never realize the rain Till it's storming what's up Brother, you're taking the ghetto You're buying a whole lot of crime I can understand I know what it means that's one thing the educators and the politicians and the establishment got to remember. Now, brother, please, y'all. I'm ready for it, my focus up. My fist in the ass so they know it's us. Young black leaders, new Africans. They can't rap trash, it's a new packaging. And try to sell it to me. You cool loud in the streets with a college degree. I work for it. Ain't nobody got it from me. I can give you my reality, won't sell you a dream. I'm solo to the donor, couldn't sell you a team. But I practice what I preach, I can sell a belief. Cream rise to the top, bulls set up beneath. Before you jump out the block, first set of your feet. You run for it. If you want it, you should go for it. Break the reverse, only go for it. Pray for it till you're so sure you walk on faith, blindfolded by the boat shore. Uh, Stevie Wonder to my worst critic. Seemed like another leaping when I first did it. Worked all night, no sleep, put the bread on the table and the shoes on my feet. I'm so the definition of the definition. Now time I got some recognition. And I told him to take the chains off of me. In this modern day slave off of me. So you got to have mind power to deal with salvation. And that's what we're dealing with. See, we can't go back to the biblical story of two loaves of bread. Or two little fishes, five loaves of bread. Two little fishes, yeah. You know what? You can't eat dust. You know what? You can't eat. You know what? You can't eat dust. You know what? You can't eat. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi. 
nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa na'udhu bilahi min shururi and fasina wa sayati amalina ma yariha ilahu fala muhila ilahu wa man yala fala adiya allahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu peace and blessings upon prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam upon his descendants and upon all the prophets from ibrahim to muhammad we thank allah for sending the great teacher of philosophy religious knowledge and enlightenment science and human nature psychology the outstanding and great imam the late imam waridin muhammad may god be pleased with his efforts forgive him his sins and admit him to paradise amen i like to thank everyone this morning for listening to this edition of a new african and i give you the greetings of peace in the quran and arabia language assalam alaikum today you'll find much conversation among the young african american people about what is the best direction for the future of black people here in america in the united states the united states of america There are many individuals, groups, and organizations that are appealing to the black man with knowledge based on their past experiences or their past affiliations or associations from Christianity, Judaism, communism, socialism, and al-Islam. While still there are others that simply say that the African American the black man should reject religion outright because religion is the cause of all the differences in man as well as the reason for wars and poverty that their position is that if you study history you'll find according to their understanding that religion has been uh, at the forefront or the base cause or reason for many of the major wars and poverty racial strife and division that we find and see all over the world today now all of these groups or individuals who propose such uh positions or take such positions came to their understanding by way of what they call their own personal research endeavors and i bring this term up now research because i want us to look at what research actually is so that we can make sure that we know exactly what we're doing if we are to achieve the end that we're seeking now these discussions that young black people are having or debates have been going on college campuses and universities for years now by young African American intellectuals and grassroots thinkers it has been this new mindset of many of our black youth 
that has resulted in the so-called Black Lives Matter movement or protests that we see occurring today around the country. And I believe this is an expression, at least this is my opinion, opinion, that this is an expression of how many black youth currently believe that our state and federal governments unjustly treat black people under the law. That African Americans are human beings like every other people and so should be treated as such. That we are citizens of the United States. We been here for well over 400 years now, not necessarily to our own being, but that we're here and that we put in all of the time and effort like any other, the uh, different uh, ethnic uh, people who have immigrated to this country. And we deserve the same rights and privileges and protection under the Constitution of the United States. So many of these young people are raising this issue. The why is it that it seems like that when it comes down to certain situations, not just uh, lawful situations, but even in economic interactions, that the black man, the so-called black man here in America, always gets the short gets the short stick. So there's much discussion going on within the African American communities and. With so much knowledge and understanding seemingly among us, why is there so much discord and uncertainty and disagreements among black people about plausible and practical knowledge to follow to achieve social, economic, and political parity? I mean, if everybody has done so much research, we have all the academic individuals at various institutions and in some state and federal uh, governments. We have our grassroots thinkers, and everyone seems to have a master plan on how we should be able to achieve what we would uh, deem as uh, economic and social parity among other groups America, yet we can't seem to get together and agree on anything, although we seem to have the answers or solutions for everything. What do I mean by this? Well, today, if you walk the streets of America, particularly in the big urban cities, almost every black man you talk to is an expert on the black problem in America. If you don't believe me, just get into a debate or a heated discussion about black people or the law enforcement agency. People will say, well, I've researched this subject and from my studies, right? Or from my understanding, brother, from my research, I feel that this is what we should be doing. Then some will even say, well, you see, my man, my thing is such and such and such, and this is how I see it, and this is what I'm doing, and this is what I'm going to do to get over. To get over. You see, this word research is thrown around so much 
that one would have to conclude that most black people in America have at least a BS degree from some college or some university in social science or economics. I mean, that's that's what you would conclude because everybody seems to have a solution for everything. You know how we do it. We just get a little bit, and I'm talking about we now because I'm speaking to the African-American people. How we, do, we get just a little bit of information, and, man, we'll stretch that thing out for a long time. I mean, we'll science it up. We just got a little bit of knowledge, but it'll seem like we wrote a book. Some of these brothers are so good, man, they ought to be hustling or, or go let's get them a church or a mosque or a synagogue make them some money. Man, they can give you a story that will shock your mind. But that's how we, we as African-American people are here in America. Now, since this word research is so popular and used so loosely, don't you think we should get a better handle on what people are claiming to have mastered? What they are claiming that they know, bringing it to us, trying to influence us in a certain direction. We ought to know exactly what research is or how do they get their information. Or at least we should know how to do research ourselves so we can vet or verify what the people are bringing to us before we make a final decision and jump into something that we ought not need to. So, this is the topic of this discussion today. So let's we want to look at this word research closely. And inshallah, hopefully we can come to some conclusion about its true meaning and how it is used. Now I'm going to mention two dictionaries here. One, the Oxford Unabridged Dictionary, and the other, the Cambridge Unabridged Dictionary. Now, why do I say unabridged? Because unabridged people means that any word that has a definition, any definition that has been used on the course of time, recorded time that we know of it, is in this dictionary. Nothing has been omitted. So if you really want to know about a word, or the etymology of a word, pardon me, <clears throat> you should use or always use an unabridged dictionary. When you look at the word research, it's actually broken down into two pieces or two parts. One is re and the second is search. Now search in this case, in this instance, is being used as a verb, although in some cases the word search could be used as a noun, but here research is used as a verb. But let's look at what search means. And I'm combining definitions from both dictionaries into one for a safe space and to move on with this discussion. Search, to look at or examine carefully in order to find something concealed, to explore in order to discover, to look into, question, or scrutinize, to pierce, or penetrate. That's a deep meaning, just the word search itself. It doesn't mean just to look at and say, I got it. 
It means to explore and make sure that something has not been concealed, right? Or at least to discover. And once we do discover, to scrutinize, pardon me, scrutinize, as in to look into, penetrate. That's what, re, that's what search means. Re is actually a prefix. What does re means? It means simply again. It means again. So research simply in its basic meaning means to search again, then again, then again. In other words, once you find some information, once you look at something that you, you're, you're trying to get a hold to, a subject, an idea, a concept, maybe some historical information, you don't stop there and say, I got it. You go back and look at that information again. You go back again and see is there other information similarly situated to the information that you originally found. Even more so, you go back again to make sure that the information that you found has merit in not only the literature, but possibly in reality. Research. Research, a systematic investigation, a process used to expand or revise your current knowledge. A process used to expand or revise your current knowledge by discovering new data, new information. Now, that basically two types of research. One, basic research is just used to increase your knowledge base. You know, what's the largest city in the world? What's the largest city in the United States by population, by area? Or number two, applied research is aimed at using that information to establish facts for solving problems or developing new processes or products or protocols. Okay? What is systematic? Well, it said research was a systematic investigation. Systematic is a methodical plan or procedure that is repeatable. So if you're going to do any research, whatever you do, you should do it the same way once that you always do. In other words, if you establish a standard, if you establish a protocol, you should constantly do that every time so that your research will have merit so that you can compare apples and apples and not apples and oranges, etc. In other words, you need to make sure that whatever you're doing is consistent so when you look back, when you reflect back, you'll be able to say, yeah, you know, this makes sense or I could compare this and I did an honest comparison. That's how you do research. So when we say research, what you're really saying is you're taking a closer look or maybe even a second look or even a more thorough inspection at something that we may already know something about. So in order to conduct good research, a systematic plan needs to be used. In many well-known systems of accepted knowledge, the scientific method is such a systematic plan that has been used for over a thousand years. Now, I don't want to uh, get up on a tangent here. 
because I want to stay on point so that we can arrive at our destination. But it, uh, the scientific method you read about, if you grew up in American institutions uh, of, of lower education and higher education, they'll tell you that uh, certain European uh, thinkers or philosophers developed the scientific method. When the reality is the scientific method was originally developed by uh, the Muslims in the 10th century, uh, and it was further uh, developed and made into what it is today by the Africans uh, of the Songhai and Mali Empire. That's where the scientific method came from, and the Europeans, as they moved into Africa with trade uh, and, and sent people down to the African institutions of Timbuktu and Dejeuner, they learned the scientific method. And, of course, it was the uh, main influence that was the cause or the basis of the um, Enlightenment period uh, for the Europeans that brought them out of the Dark Ages, the Renaissance, as is known in history, European and American history. Okay? So the scientific method has been in use for over a thousand years. And this is not to say that even before then, that even other uh, great nations or empires didn't have some type of the scientific method. But the scientific method as we know it today was originally developed by the Muslims uh, of Africa. And even when you say, I don't want to like really like say the Middle East because actually the Middle East is really Africa. This is just the way the world breaks up the Middle East nowadays. The Western world will break up and say, this is Africa and this is Middle East. But everybody who, who knows geography and have been to those and have actually been to those areas, you can walk from Africa right into the Middle East. You don't even have, you can walk, walk right over the land, man. It's a connection there. Okay? All right. So this is the scientific method. Now, the scientific method is broken down into six components. I'm not going to go and try to explain all those different components today, but there's always an observation or a purpose. There's data gathering, hypothesis, experiment, analysis, and report. So there's a, a purpose of why you're doing some information. There's hypotheses, experiment, analysis, and then there's a, there's a final report. Now, I would be the first one to say for just researching an idea or you're trying to get some information on a subject or an event or even a concept, does not necessarily, or one does not necessarily have to do extensive science that is sometimes required in chemical analysis or medical eval evaluations. So you don't have to do all of that. Hard, we call hardcore science. But you still have to make sure that you have thoroughly reviewed as much as possible the pros and cons of the unknown or questionable subject before you draw a conclusion on the matter. So you have to look at both sides. You can't go into it just looking at it your one way. You have to look at it both ways, and we're going to look at this in a minute. What is the scientific method? What we just said is not just for chemistry or physics or math or medicines or medicine. Okay? Steps of getting or acquiring knowledge or vetting knowledge to make sure that the knowledge is sound, 
has sound reasoning. You know, like sound when you tune a pitchfork and you hit that pitchfork and that sound vibrates and it's in sync with other sounds. That's what we're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. What is an observation or purpose? Well, what's the reason you're even doing this research? Why do you feel the way you feel or you see a certain event the way you see that event? What are your reasons for going and doing research? What's your interest in the subject? Is it because you got into some debate? Is it because you disagree with some political movement or some political platform because you disagree or you agree? Maybe you agree and you want to have more information. Maybe you heard something on TV, on the radio, in the newspaper. On the internet, what is your interest? What's your purpose? In other words, why are you really doing this? Is this a search to learn the truth? Are you really trying to find the truth? Are you trying to find just some facts? Maybe you're just academic, a thirst to expand your knowledge. You know, some people just like to know about a thing. They're not really interested in solving anything. <laughs> they just want to know about a thing so when they get into discussion, they can sound like they're deep. They can sound like they're heavy. They can sound like they're important, but they really are not concerned with actually solving a problem. Or is this just a search, again, to justify something personal for you? You know, some people, you just do research because they get mad, got into arguments. With a brother or a sister, your mom, your dad, a co-worker. So now you want to get some information because you have a personal vendetta. Because you got a racial issue and you want to prove that black people are inferior to you. So you start doing some research to try to find knowledge or information that will justify your position. Or the black man is the original man, and you trying to find some research to prove that. Okay? Or maybe sexism. Man is more stronger than a woman. God made the woman to serve the man. Nothing wrong with a little bump and grind, because I'm out here. Or, hey, I want to be a girl. I know I look like a man, but I want to be a girl. Maybe you have inferiority complexes. And you want to find information that will justify that your intelligence is the same as any other intelligence. Or you physically as strong and, 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 and masculine as any other. Maybe you just have a guilt feeling. And that's why you're researching, trying to read books and articles and going online and Googling and trying to find something to take the guilt off your back for beating up on black people for 400 years. Trying to figure out a way to justify why your great-great-great-great-granddaddy wasn't that wrong. He wasn't that bad. And then some people just want to work for the devil. You ever heard of the devil's advocate? Every time you try to come up with something positive, well, brother, have you thought about will the FDA allow you to get that out on the market? Yeah. There's many reasons why people do research. So to be able to draw a rational and just conclusions about a thing or a subject that you're interested in, the thing that you desire to know about, 
you may have to get more information on this subject matter. In science or analytical thinking, we call this data gathering. Yeah, you got to get data if you're going to do good research. Now, herein is where most people get crossed up or thrown off the path. I'm talking about the straight path. Yes, Sarato Musa Akeem, the straight path. The original nature of the human mind is to be discreet, discern, or discernment, meaning to be cautious, to inspect carefully. I can prove this in two minutes. Let me get going. When you were a baby, and after you know your mom and your dad, even before you knew your mom and your dad, as soon as you came out of the womb and you saw light, you may not know this, but you've seen, if you've ever been to the delivery room, you'll know what I'm talking about, man or woman. When you see the light, you see that baby see the light, with the first thing they start inspecting everything, eyes moving, face moving, gradually start expecting it. For a while, they'll cry even when you pick them up. But after a while, they begin to realize that you mean them no harm, that you mean them all good, and so they begin to trust you. But in the process, they are being discerned, discreet. Everybody can't pick your child up, not originally anyway. I don't care if it's the cousin or the brother or the sister. That's discreetment, discernment. You're being cautious. How you find this information out? Through your five senses, smell, Touch, taste, hear, and sight By interacting through the physical environment By way of our five senses We learn how to be careful and cautious Now mama can tell you don't pick up that hot skillet And if common sense don't relate to your mind To your nature That hey man, there's smoke coming up here I don't know if you know what smoke means But it's hot, it's heat you go over there and grab that skillet, I bet you won't pick it up no more. You're going to be careful the next time you see smoke. You're going to be careful the next time something stinks real bad before you put it in your mouth. So the human being automatically by nature is a discerning, discreet creature. You may never admit it openly. You may even want to argue with me about this, but this is the truth. So if you understand this, this is how you approach any research, any data that you're trying to gather. Now, fool, he's just going to go out there and the first thing he gets, he's going to run with it because that's all he knows. He's looking for something just to justify his position. So this is the data gathering you have to do. What do you know on a subject or the problem from your experiences or from your observations? What do you really know when you're doing research on something? Are you just guessing, brother or sister? Is it just wishful thinking? If you don't know that much about a thing, then the intelligent thing to do is go find out. Now, this doesn't always mean asking your best friend or listen to the news on television, or even asking your local imam or preacher, because they may not know either. Sometimes we give people more credit than they really deserve. So if you're really going to get the information that you want, 
You're going to have to do it yourself. Now, you may find books and magazines or articles or some other publications that may have the information or the knowledge in it that may shed some light on the question or subject of interest. This is what we call a search. Once you actually go out there and start doing this, you're actually searching. Now, here comes the real work or the research work. Once you find that information, your initial finding, you're not done. You're not done with research. Actually, you're just getting started. You're just getting started. Now, most people will just start looking for new or more information or what some would call knowledge to either further support their original positions, ideas, or beliefs, or continue their searching because what they found maybe is in conflict or either refutes what they want to accept or believe as the truth or some fact of reality. In other words, once you, once you start uh, finding information, you may say, hey, I got what I want. I'm either going to stop looking or I'm going to find more information to support my position. Others will find information that will right out refute what they actually believe. So they'll start going looking for other information to try to counteract what they just ran across. But the real research is determined whether the source of the knowledge or the individual or organization or the institution that published that information is actually credible and that that information should be accepted as good information or sound information that has merit. So this is the problem with research. That's why people keep looking Sometimes trying to find information that will refute other research because they don't understand how to vet and vet and make sure that the information on hand is actually sound and has merit. The reason why you're not accepting it a lot of times because in your subconscious mind, you know that don't make no sense. You know that stuff ain't right. Yet you see it on the internet. Or you see it in a book, and you say, well, if it's on the internet, in the book, or if it's on the news, it must be right. Because why would it be on the news? But sometimes you have to go and look at who the hell published it. Who is this person? Has he written anything on this same subject before in this area? So you got to look at that. What's his background? He's telling you that if you drink apple cider vinegar, it will stop your acid reflux. But this guy has no background in science. He doesn't have any degree in science. He's never went to a school that he could have learned science. He has never published any papers on science. Okay, he's self-taught. I got it. But he has not even published information or talked about information where he's done research Again, here's the term research, that he studied the use of apple cider vinegar on more than himself, on many individuals, to determine whether or not it truly will stop acid reflux. Nor has he even gave a, a explanation on how it, how it actually works. He doesn't even know the constituents of apple apple cider vinegar. He just thinks that apple cider vinegar just made apples. 
He can't even tell you, so brother, what's in the apple cider vinegar that stops the acid reflux? He can't even tell you that. Yet he's writing articles on the Internet and going to meetings and going to little town hall meetings, and he's talking like he's an expert. That's what I mean by checking out if a person is credible. And you'll find out that in many cases, he heard it from somebody else. He got it from somebody else. In other words, what has he personally developed in the area? Has he done anything in that area that justify you listening to him and accepting what he has to say? Or he's just shooting out the mouth? Does he have a vested interest in the area? Maybe he's making money. Maybe he got an apple cider vinegar plant. And he want to make some money, so he's telling you apple cider vinegar is good for acid reflux so he can sell more products. Is his work? Is it his work, or he just reiterating on the subject? In other words, did he get it from somebody else? A lot of times, you'll see people that'll tell you stuff that'll direct you to look online and Google this, and when you read it, you'll see that they don't have any connection with anybody else as far as how they came to that information, how they came to that conclusion. No, no scientific work. I'm just using acid reflux as an example. This can go for anything. And when you check back, if you keep Googling, you'll find that he got his information from another website. And that website got their information from another website. And in fact, many of the times, it's word for word. All they did was cut and paste. And you'll even find books like this. We've seen in the media recently in the last couple of years, uh, news uh, anchor men, the newscaster people, news journalists that are supposed to have been outstanding for years fabricating information, making stuff up, getting information from hearsay. And a lot of this is now coming out due to the use of the Internet uh, and also the communications, quick communications through satellite technology. Now can't you see why it's called research? You have to make sure that the information you find is credible and has merit. That there is sufficient enough evidence in the literature where others have similarly situated, like the author, individuals just like that author, who claim they know about psychology, who claim they know about economics, who claim they know about science, that's what we mean by similarly situated, came to similar conclusions about the knowledge that is the subject of your investigation, that other men have come to the same conclusions. You can't talk about the black man and how eager the black man is if all you're using is white authors for your basis of your research or your argument, that your basis of your research to support your arguments about black people all comes from white people. Well, what do you think half of them going to say? You don't know the background of these white, white people or so-called white people. Did you research them? Maybe they half of them with Ku Klux Klan. You think they're going to say something positive about a black man? We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Yeah, this is Donald San Antonio. I gave her a bath, and we started rubbing her down with um, with the XLSO, and she has had complete, complete moisture in her skin ever since. 
Excel Nutraceuticals All Natural Base SO has been scientifically developed for the management of eczema and psoriasis. For more information, go to xcel-n.com. My name is uh, Dr. Karen Holly, and I am the senior pastor at Lifeway Church, and I'm also a psychological therapist. My grandson, Christian Turner, and he uses SO, and he has eczema, and so it's just worked wonderfully for him. Tried bump stop. I've tried all kind of stuff. <laughs> by my again, you would never believe. Uh, people don't believe anymore that I used to have hair bumps except my friends. It cleared it up. No more dry patches. Even the the patches that would come around. Nutraceuticals, all natural products. Call today at one eight hundred nine seven seven three nine eight one. I actually brought it for my daughters. They, and my daughters really, my their hair has gotten so much thicker. It's gotten longer, and they feel it's like they had a ball, like ball spots on the side of their head. But um, ever since uh, we've been using it, they no more. Their hair has actually grown. Excel Nutraceuticals All Natural Base HGS has been scientifically developed for the control of eczema of the scalp and hair regrowth. For more information, go to www.xcel-n.com. Yes, hi. My name is Carmen. About a year ago, I had ordered three of the jars of the Excel HGS, and I'm here to tell you, Oh, it really, really worked. It stopped my hair from thinning out. My hair is just beautiful, and I'm just so very well pleased. Nutraceuticals, all natural products. Call today at 1-800-977-3981. The new African broadcast is sponsored by XL Nutraceuticals. XL Nutraceuticals produces and manufactures all natural products that help promote clear skin and healthy hair growth. Visit XL Nutraceuticals at www.xcel-n.com or call 1-800-977-3981. And now, back to the new African broadcast. Yes, so you see, research is really tenacious work, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you know one time I worked on a problem for 10 years? Yes. As an industrial research scientist over 30 years in the petrochemical and hydroprocessing industry, it took me 10 years to find a solution. 10 years! And most people complain or cry about a few weeks. Okay, continue on here. What other aspects of research in the scientific method is hypotheses. Now, I'm not going to discuss hypotheses here. And, and the reason why, because most people, particularly most American people, you know, they already got the answer to their question even before they are asked to substantiate their position. <laughs> they, they're just doing the so-called research to give them justification for taking the stance that they already have. Not going to budge one bit, many of them. The black man is the original man, the owner, the maker. Everybody knows that Jesus is a white man. <laughs> in fact, they make sure that they sidestep any knowledge which might throw a wrench in their ideas or philosophy. That's why they don't do that much. They only do what they want to do. So, so much for hypotheses. 
But you have to do a data analysis once you get all this information. Once you get all this information, you don't take that information run with it. Brother, you know what I found out? Well, I was doing some research. At some point, if you've done any credible research on the subject or a thing or even a person, at some point you're going to have to sit down and see what all this information means. How does it tie together? Are there conflicts within the information that you have gathered? One side says this, another side says that. You're going to have to vet that and marry that. You may find that you have produced more questions than answers, and more research is needed. You may even come to a conclusion that the available knowledge on a subject, pardon me, the available knowledge on a subject matter may have been sanitized. You do enough research, sometimes you'll come to the conclusion that something's not right. Allah has put in the human being that, he, that he, if he does not have anything else, he has common sense. Sometimes something just don't smell right. And you start to think, well, maybe something has been sanitized. You know what's sanitized? Sanitized when you go to the doctor or maybe you, you, even if your mom... Uh, help was help you when you was hurting or your dad when you was a child and you get a cut and they take some alcohol, right? Either rubbing alcohol or ethyl alcohol, mostly ethyl alcohol and also uh, peroxide, hydrogen peroxide. They're sanitizing the wound. In other words, they're, they're taking away or cleaning out the uh, possible bacteria that could be there that would lead to serious infection. But you know, some work has been sanitized. You try to get a hold to it. You try to get to it, research it. You can't find it. Or it's been cleaned up. There's missing parts. You know, you'll be reading something or you'll be investigating something and it'll be going along. It'll be kind of making sense. And then it'll jump to something else. That's called sanitize. Sometimes different groups, shadow groups, that have a lot of money in this country and have a lot of political influence and a lot of intellectual influence and technological influence will try to erase some parts of history so that you can't put the whole connection together. Yeah. If you're a man of analytical reason and insight, this may compel you to reproduce again that which has been removed. Sometimes the creator will bless you or you have developed your own hard work and with the blessings of the creator, you will be in a position to go back and reproduce what has been removed. However, remember one thing. If your research is being done to find knowledge or information to justify your personal small-minded beliefs, if you look long enough, there's someone out there that has produced a lie that's waiting and ready for you to find. In most cases, you will not have to spend too much time doing research. Now, why have I brought this up? If you're just looking for a lie, if you look long enough, you're going to find it. Don't even worry about it. Someone has already produced a lie and put it in place 
just waiting for you to find it so you can run with it. But you know that? That's called diversions. Doing sound research requires that the researcher is not biased in his search and that he looks at the positives and negatives that may influence the outcome of his work, his research. Sometimes you'll be looking for something and you may find a negative on it. You may be looking at a, a, a natural product that everybody's talking about, and, and, and you, you're not really taking it, but you want to sell it. And, and you look through the research on it, preliminary research on it, and you may find some adverse effects with it. You don't want to hear that. You just want to sell that product. Well, brother, you know, that's what they say. That's what they say. But then there are other people that say something else that you accepting as factual and has merit. Now, how are you going to determine which one is the truth? The only way you're going to do it is find, try to find more and more research. You have to keep looking until someone has actually done a toxicological studies, a study on it. You're going to have to keep looking until someone has done some type of cytotoxic studies on what you have to be able to honestly say with a straight face that, hey, you know, this is not, this is, this is harmless. You can take it, sister. It's going to help you lose weight. And when you find that it does have toxicological problems, if it does, you have to report that truthfully. You cannot hold that information back. Only an individual who has maintained a human disposition that is still predisposed to doing what came as involuntary natural response during his early childhood stages of psychological and emotional development is truly capable of doing unbiased and honest research investigation. Because the ills of society, because of the ills of society, abuse, crime, racial ignorance, class status, etc., most people's original pristine soul has been corrupted and distorted to some degree. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has warned the human being, the man, that he has to be mindful of his soul and throughout his life to continue to develop and cultivate what Allah has already set straight of rightness at birth. What I've said, said here, ladies and gentlemen, is that in order to do good research that people can follow and use in your footsteps, you have to be very careful. If you've had psychological and emotional damages growing up as a child, as an individual, as an adult, it may influence the outcome of your research. Maybe you're upset because you were sexually abused or physically abused. Or maybe you've been robbed all your life. People always busting in and robbing your house. Or you've been the victim of racial discrimination or even class discrimination. All these things could corrupt your soul, meaning your spirit could have a negative impact on your spirit, meaning your disposition how you look at life, how you look at individuals. And this could distort, to some degree, the type of work that you produce from your 
if you've had bad instances where white people have always been mean to you, you may come out one day and say the white man is a devil. Right? If you had bad instances or bad situations where a man was abusing you, you may come out and say all men are evil. Hell, I need to get me a woman. Based on my research, ain't nothing wrong with it. So you have to continue to understand the life processes and how social situations and social environments affect the individual soul. And Allah has warned the human being to continue to cultivate the soul. How do you cultivate the soul? Well, in the Quran, God says, be ever mindful of your Lord, your God, and thereafter be upright. That's all you ask to do. If you can do that, you, you, you're in good shape. Find me a man who's hateful, humanly ignorant, self-centered, and arrogant, yet the society has raised him up as an expert or a leader in knowledge or the high sciences, and I'll show you a man that is a liar and a thief. God will never allow a corrupt soul that rejects divine plans to benefit from the light of the mother book. So if he is a high-ranking scientist or a political figure, and he has this kind of mentality, this kind of human personal disposition, no, he's a liar and a thief. He didn't get there on his own. He either stole from somebody, and that's how he got there. He was a good liar. He was a good deceiver, and he was able to get himself or position himself in a position so he can achieve economic, political, and academic success. But truthfully, he's a liar and a thief. He doesn't know anything except how to uh, deceive his way to the top. Now, I'm not saying just because someone may have been abused or hurt or exposed to criminal environments that they are not capable of discerning a lie from the truth. That's not what I'm saying. We're all human and have been exposed to experiences and events that have caused deficiencies that we may still harbor today. But as long as we are aware of our shortcomings and continue to stay in the battle to achieve a higher thinking, more healthy mindset, more cleaner spirit, then we are staying on the path of our mustakim. Our thoughts will be clean and clear, and our hearts will be strong and without waver. With this mindset and disposition, if you stay at it in time, you'll find what you're looking for. And you'll be able to arrive at the proper conclusions needed for you to move out and continue your personal progress. By keeping your mind clean, your mindset, your disposition, your attitude, understand that there are positives and negatives in this world. And that some things have merit and some do not. If you continue on to do this, the information that you are seeking, the knowledge from your research investigation, your research goals, you will eventually get at it. You'll get to it. And it will help you in your own personal progress. 
one of the final things in research is to make sure that you are going to report your results. Why are you spending all this time if you're not going to report your results? Now, good research requires good reporting. There's nothing wrong with you reporting information according to your personal style. Everybody has their own style. Just make sure you tell the truth. Many times from good and thorough research studies, you will find that what you originally believed was true or correct, in some cases, it will be just the opposite. Sometimes you'll be looking for something and you'll find just the opposite. After you do so much research, so much studying, beating it down, trying to see where all this comes from, in the end you'll find, well, it's just the opposite. Now, if you disagree with the knowledge that you find, that you have found, there may be a possibility that what you were looking for may have been whitewashed, meaning it may, again, be hidden, be taken out. This has happened in history. When you look at the achievements here in America, you hardly ever see or hear about any black man achieving anything of greatness in the past American history or from American history that was the cause of any great change or revolution uh, on the academic or industrial arena in America. The only thing they'll tell you about or they'll give you credit for, give black people credit for, is George Washington Carver and Peanuts. And even then, they try some academics, demia individuals try to take that back from us. But they always tout Thomas Edison, Alexander Graham Bell, and so on. And it takes a keen mind with a strong, tenacious spirit to continue to look for the great impact or the large impact or the significant impact that African-American people have made to the progress of the United States of America. And if you look hard enough, you will find that men like Louis Latimer, Elijah McCoy, Lord Hall, and others, Percy Julian, made great impact on the American academic and industrial revolutions. This is what I mean by whitewashing. You won't find much of this information in school textbooks. You won't find... uh, a lot of this information just out in the open. That America will not glorify many of the great achievements of past African Americans. So you may find that what you're looking for has been whitewashed. However, it would be up to you to prove this allegation. Thus, much more intrinsic research study efforts will have to be undertaken. However, you have done a tedious job in your research efforts and your findings unequivocally are substantiated, then it's time to draw the curtains to a close. Now, are you going to report the truth or are you going to report a lie? 
once you find everything out, are you going to tell the truth? So, well, you know, brother, I thought the uh, the uh, white man was inferior, uh, superior to the black man because his brain is uh, 24% larger than the black man's brain. But through sound research investigation, I found that that information was a lie and that all men have the same size brain. So therefore, it's not possible that the white man could be a superior intellectually to the black man. Are you going to tell the truth once you find it, or are you going to continue on with a lie? Are you going to continue on saying the white man is the devil and the black man is the god when the black man is shooting more black people ever before in the time of American history? It's amazing how these different social activist groups can research how many blacks have been shot by law enforcement agencies and get hundreds of people and sometimes even thousands to march and protest in the streets. This is not to undermine or understate the value of grievances or regrievances or redressing our grievances to a social situation from a sovereign government, whether it be local, state, or federal. But it's just really amazing to me how we can get all these grassroots individuals and some academic individuals to get out and holler and scream, to get on YouTube, to get on the Internet, and say how we should get out and march and protest Go to Washington or whatever, Washington, D.C., about the injustices that we see amongst black people in the streets of America. Yet, if we show you the thousands of people, black people shot by us, not white folks, but us every year, can't even get a handful of people to walk around the block. Can't get a handful of people to walk around the block. When we start talking about getting brothers to come together and go to our communities and try to help people that look like us, that are homeless, maybe because of many reasons, not because they're lazy. Don't you know most of the homeless people have serious issues, mental health issues, drug addiction issues? It's amazing. We can't get anybody to go and help us do that kind of work. You see, black lives matter, but do they really matter to who? Because I can't tell. Because why I can't get you to work on your own situation? Why we can't get you to work on your own situation? You want the white man to come in and work on your situation. The white man come in and he treat me as just his police. So you want him to come in and work on the situation. They got a bunch of crazy white individuals working now on the police force. And believe me, much of what you see is orchestrated. So don't get thrown off. Claiming to be protecting black people. When in many cases they're terrorizing black people. So we let them come in our community to protect us, so-called protect us, 
And then we get mad at them because they crazy and terrorizing us. Why don't you protect your own self? Why don't you police your own self? Why don't some of you research how much money we as an African-American people spend every year on shoes, fake hair, intoxicants, drugs, cigarettes, gambling, etc. Yeah, I said gambling. But, brother, I don't go to the gambling casinos. You buy a lot of tickets, don't you? Scratch-offs. Yeah, you gamble. Why don't somebody research that and see how much money we're losing on that? Don't you know as a people, if we could not spend so much time and so much effort and money on these different vices, think of all the money we would have to make some effort as individuals and as communities. You can't get people to work together because all the academic people, all the so-called intellectual people, all the grassroots people, hell, ain't hounds and toxics and drugs and gambling and fake hair too. How are you going to talk about having respect for yourself? You don't even respect your own hair. You don't even respect your own body. Otherwise, why are you putting drugs and intoxicants in it? Why don't you go out and have a protest against drugs? And say, we're going to shut down all the corner stores that are selling drug paraphernalia and alcohols and liquors and harboring criminal elements. We're going to shut all them down. We're going to stay in front of your, your community store and we're going to run everybody. We're going to protest and protest and we're going to video camera and we're going to put it all on YouTube and all on Twitter. Look at all these people coming here for for drugs and power. They weak, weak-minded people talking about somebody messing with them, messing with your rights. You don't even take control of your own rights. All of the vices that I mentioned keep black people broke and looking stupid. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Black people looking stupid. You all know what's happening in most American communities. Stop looking around like someone hit you in the head with a rubber mallet. Like, bing, hit you in the head with a rubber mallet. Uh, George, are you correct what's going on? I don't see it, George. I just want to go to the room, George. George, I just want to go to the room. That's how we walk around here. Oh, man, the police are really messing with us. Oh, we can't do anything. We don't have our freedom. Most of you all got good jobs. People are academic. Taking our academic, uh, been educated at black schools and even some of these white institutions, colleges, or higher education, university. You got good jobs. White people treating you good. You making good money. Got benefits, health benefits, dental benefits. Some of them give you cards and tokens to ride to work. And you're taking a week out to go to Washington protest about how black people are treating you, white people are treating you bad. Ain't nobody treating you bad. Yes, there are renegade, renegade white people in, in political and legal uh, 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 positions of authority that need to be rooted out. And they are being rooted out. Allah is making an environment such that these people are being rooted out. But what they got to do with you back at your community? Five people get shot in Chicago in one night. 
10 in one weekend. Three people getting shot over here in Houston, Texas, Los Angeles, California, 20 people in New York City. What are you going to do about that? Why are you not protesting this? Stop looking around like somebody hit you in the head and you don't know what's going on. You know what's going on. The white institutions, the government agencies, give reports to the black communities every year. Every year they give us a report, the status of black America. We already know the status of black America. What are you going to do about it? With all your research efforts, all the knowledge that you claim you have, what good is knowledge if you can't apply it and make it work for you? form or fashion. It should make you at least a good businessman. Maybe a good inventor. Maybe develop new products. Maybe new ideas and interventions for all people. Maybe the knowledge will just make you a good dad, a good family man, a good mom, a good husband. Maybe that's all you need. Don't you know if you're just a good mom and a good husband? That's enough. That's enough so that you will influence your offspring to possibly do a much better job than what you've done. That you're giving them a heads up, a running start on success in this world. Sometimes that's all you need. Most of our black leaders, every year, when they hear this report, this status report, You'll see them on the news when the, 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 the status of the black community is published. Most of our black leaders push the, will push the chair back from the table. They'll be sitting at the table. They'll stick a microphone in front of their face. And they'll push the chair back after sitting at the table, sitting up from the table, eating a bowl of chitlins and pig feet. There's guys who eat chitlins and pig feet. On New Year's, after New Year's Day, and say something like this. Well, the problem is we need more jobs and government cheese. Cheese means money. You know what I'm talking about. That's what they'll say. That's all they can say. The black leadership of today is not in a position to tell anyone anything. They're not in the position to lead anyone to anything. We need a black intellectual group when, and, uh, that will uh, give and shed direction on what the African-American people need to do. That's what we need. And we already know that the majority of the African-American people are not going to listen because we don't even respect ourselves. We're just another nigger. Hell, hell, how, hey, hey, how a nigga gonna tell me something? He ain't nothing but a nigga. He just in a better position than I am right now because he's making his thing work. Man, I like your thing, man. That thing about black power, black movement, the white man and the devil, man. How much money you making out there, brother? Hook a brother up. That's how we look at each other. Enough individuals who can influence a small section of our people, they can come together and be an example, they can develop a protocol, they can establish a plan that other African Americans will see 
and they will follow. They will plug it into. And it is our hope that the young African-American people will hear this call and join the mission. Enough of this madness. We got too many fat cats in the kitchen. You do the math. May God's truth and righteousness be on you always. Assalamu alaikum. You have been listening to the New African Broadcast, a media program dedicated to the consciousness and the positive moral growth of the black youth of America. Thank you for giving us your attention and tune in to our next broadcast. Assalamu alaikum.